Welcome to Tough to Nail Down with Ashley and Jeffrey, the podcast where we do whatever the fuck we want to do. I'm your host, Ashley Chupp. Jeffrey is not on this episode today. Like I said, we're doing a series of very intimate and uh, intensive interviews. Wow, all those words started with I-N-T. That's why I'm a fucking wordsmith. That's what they say about me. Alliteration is fun. Anyway, I'm here with uh, a really iconic female director, because we wanted to make sure that we uh, did a good job representing women in our interviews. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, hello. Hello. How are you, Ashley? Oh, I'm great. I gotta say, it's really refreshing to be here with you today. Um, I just had to interview Michael Bay, like, a couple weeks ago. That was... Oh, he's a nutcase. Yeah, that was that was crazy. He's quite a weird guy. Um, I mean, I am down for throwing shade on anybody. I will say that. Nice. Uh, hey, let's jump into it. You got anything to tell me about you, a little somebody known as James Cameron? Oh yes, my ex-husband. <laughs> what a guy. He's um. He basically our relationship was a lot like one of his movies, uh, the Titanic. Or maybe the abyss because it was the abyss for me. <laughs> That's funny. He's not a good person to hang out with. He was obsessed with you know aliens, all of his movies. That's all he ever talked about was. And then eventually, I just had to say to him, "Game over, man." <laughs> yeah, that's a line from Aliens. I okay, think. I never saw it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's from Aliens. I've seen his movies. You know, Terminator. He did this really fun thing where he made the Terminator give a thumbs up. He thought he was so smart for that. Oh, wow. So cool, dude. Meanwhile, during that time, I was making Point Break, which is a classic. Yeah, I've never seen that one, but people talk about it. Everybody, you would enjoy it. It's great. Oh, I'm sure I would. You know what? Maybe I will. I'll go watch a bunch of your movies. You should. Honestly, I don't blame you for not seeing them. They... I tend to do action movies a lot of Exactly. I'm not not a big action movie fan, but I so respect and I'm so excited that there is a woman out there directing like these more stereotypically like masculine yeah movies. And that's kind of they're the movies that I I always did like kind of you know growing up I liked movies where there were action heroes saving the day and stuff like that and I figured why not make something like that and kind of I People get have a problem with violence in movies, and eventually I kind of realized that maybe violence shouldn't be the crutch in my movies, and that's why you have Zero Dark Thirty. Which I did see, and I loved that. Zero Dark Thirty was a lot of fun to make. It was really great watching, like, you know, again, like, something that's more... People imagine movies like that as being more, like, stereotypically masculine, but you had, like, a female lead. Yes. Um, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. She's very good. Wonderful. Wonderful lady. Yeah, that was, um, you know, I really, really am appreciative of what you're doing out there yeah. for movies and in, in that genre, so. Did you know that Jessica Chastain can bench more than Chris Pratt? You know what? I believe it! Yeah. That's Just by really sheer cool. will. I mean. She was the strongest person on that set. I, I absolutely believe yeah. that. She was slightly less stronger than the guy we got to play, Osama Bin Laden. Well, I mean, you can't you can't win them all. Yeah, you can't win them all. That guy was ripped. <laughs> we had a we had a little affair on set. Oh well, I mean, hey, good good for you. Hey, I don't like to kiss and tell, but you know. But somehow. I mean, if 
what you know how many male directors have you know manipulated the female actors in their or in and their it movies, wasn't a you know? manipulation even it oh, was I'm just, sure it wasn't I'm just saying we met like, at craft service at the craft service table he did a funny joke with a banana the first time that I saw him <laughs> and instantly I fell for him and you know we had a lot of fun yeah I mean that that's great I'm glad yeah. I'm glad for you yeah and he did a great job whenever he poked his head out of that doorway and got shot in that movie I mean, yeah, he's, what What more can you ask for than a it, man who does what he's told? Yes, exactly. It was so great. The one thing that I didn't really like, though, was we kind of tried to make it seem like it wasn't really a victory in the movie whenever they killed Osama Bin Laden as much as it was something that had to be done. Right, yeah. But whenever I saw the movie, people did cheer whenever he was shot. Yeah. And... That didn't make me feel good. They kind of missed the point. Yeah, they missed the point of the movie. Which... Did you feel like it was it was a failing on the side of the audience, or or that maybe you didn't do an, as much as you as you should have to get your point across? I think that people went in with the idea of this is the story of something that they celebrated. Yeah, people celebrated that, and they're like, "This is the thing, the story of that." So they already wanted to see him die, wanted to see him get shot. And when they did, uh, they got that release. I can't blame them for having that reaction, but I don't think it was the right reaction. Yeah, uh, I feel that that's very, um, a very mature take on it on your part. You know, I feel like, again, you know, you hear a lot of directors just getting really mad when audiences don't respond the way they want them to. But like, this is why we need more women in the industry. You know, there's an emotional intelligence that, and well, thank you. let's be honest, they don't have. Thank you. I agree. James Cameron had no emotional intelligence. Did you know that I beat him for Best Director? We were both nominated in the same year in 2010. Yeah, I know. That's like yep. that was like a, a a moment for a lot of us women, you know, to like see that happen. After the ceremony, I made him suck on my Oscar. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Get down on your knees." And, you know, he sucked right on that Oscar. Good for you. Mm, thank you. Put thank that you. dude in his place. He man. deserved it. Um, so before you directed Zero Dark Thirty, you also directed another very critically acclaimed movie called The Hurt Locker. Yes, Jeremy Renner. Fantastic, man. He's Hawkeye. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's very, he's very intelligent. He knows what he's talking about a lot of the time. He's one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. And I love those Avengers movies. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, they are action movies. I guess yeah, they just are They're kind a of lot. my thing. I, I really want to get in there and direct a Marvel movie. <gasps> you should direct the Captain Marvel movie. That would be so great. I, I would really love want that. a female director for that. I would really that. love that. Oh my god, that would be, yeah, I think you should really, you should really lobby for that. That would be really awesome to see. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go tweet about it later. I think that you should be the one to direct that. You know? oh, well, thank you, thank you. Your support means so much to me. Oh, see, this is this is such a nice change of pace from, from Michael Bay. Yeah. Did he tell you he talked to ghosts? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Do you you know him? Like I've met him a few times. Yeah, he's um he's a bit of an oddball. He doesn't know what he's doing ever. Yeah, that seems I will point clear. that out. He does not know what he's doing ever. He 
he's just a crazy person. We don't have to talk about yeah, him. We, let's yeah, not, you let's already not. interviewed him. We don't have to talk about him. Yeah, let's let's stop talking about men, you know? Like, exactly. Like, why do they always have to just have this presence over us all the time, Ugh. you know? Yeah, this podcast cannot fail the Bechdel test. <laughs> well... Uh, I think we, I think we already, you know, we've already talked we about already other passed. stuff, right? Yes. So, um, what, what are some, like, other female directors out there that you think are doing a really good job? Well, Sofia Coppola. She's, uh. She's one of my favorites. She's really good. Um. Are you guys the only two female directors? I think directors? we might be. Now that I'm thinking about it, we might be the only two female directors. They're all stuck in the editing room. Which is another famous thing that people don't know uh, about the movie industry is that behind every great male director, there's usually a female editor that makes their mess into art. You know what? I I absolutely believe that. That is... Wow. They just get these hours and hours and hours of film, and they eventually make them into a cohesive whole. And they've been doing it for... 50, 60, 70 years ever since movies have However been, long movies However have been long they've been making movies. <laughs> so you've been making movies since, what, like the 80s? Yes, I've been around for a long time. Yeah. I, I slowed down a little bit. I've only done two movies in the past while. Wikipedia says you're 64 years old, but I wouldn't have put you a day over like 43. Oh, you're so kind. Well, thank you very much. I I feel like I've aged well. I've aged gracefully, which, you know, I think that has to do with... I keep active. Directing is a very active job. I'm moving around a lot. and I mean, hey, like, don't, you, don't, you know, downplay it. It's fine. Some people are hot and some people aren't. And <laughs> thank that's you. just how, how life works. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be one of the hot ones. <laughs> I mean, isn't that really what's... Like, if you had to choose being a between being a good director and being a hot lady, like, you would choose being hot, right? Like, that's what it really comes down I to. I mean, I feel like my movies wouldn't be as good if I wasn't hot. Exactly. Like, yeah. who wants to go see a movie directed by an uggo? It's true. That's why uh, you bowl, the guy who directs the uh, video game movies, he's one of the <laughs> worst directors of all time, but he is also... <laughs> A troll of a person. <laughs> he is very ugly. And Peter Jackson, he used whenever he made those shitty Lord of the Rings oh my movies. God, those were just garbage. Those were garbage. But then he lost all that weight, became a handsome man, and he made the wonderful Hobbit series. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So ugly people can't direct movies. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I think if I was hot, I would have just ended up directing movies because it was always kind of my. People really want to see attractive people behind the camera, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Christopher Nolan, he's a handsome guy. He wears suits. Yeah, lots of them do. Paul Feig wears suits. Paul Feig wears suits. Um, yeah, those are, those are two nice guys. I'm a fan of both of them. If you want to talk shade on it, throw shade at anybody else, do you have any other directors that you, maybe you don't like? Um,. Yeah, let's think about directors and stuff. I don't know, man. Like, I don't really pay attention to movies. Quentin Tarantino said, "Yeah, sure." Let's Quentin talk Tarantino about actually told me that the only reason he made movies is so he has an excuse to say the n word. Oh God, what a gross dude! Yep, that's literally his only reason for making movies. Ugh, man, men are just disgusting. And he also has that weird feet thing. But, you know, you can't blunt in people for, you know, how their brains are wired, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's 
It's one thing to shame people for, like, the things that they're into, but it's quite another to, like, make that a central part of all of your art and expect people to not comment on it, you know? Good point. Uh, you know. Yeah, good point. We're talking about men again. What are we, we doing? We are. We are. <laughs> it's like we can't escape it. I know. I know. There's. I mean, they own the movie industry, and I've tried to fight against that. And the only thing I can do is keep making movies. And nobody's ever going to tell me to stop. Nobody's ever going to make me stop that. Well, that that's great to hear, and I'm glad that you're yep. out there making movies. And you know, I really hope that uh, your success is just. Pave the way for more and more female directors. That's all I'm hoping for. So hope somebody can see me and maybe get into film school. And Because even today, girls just don't think that they can do it. No matter if you look in a film school class, it's 90% men taking that class. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I can do anything because yeah. I'm a woman. I just sit around and I'm like, well, I can't fucking do shit. So, but then I see a woman like you who's out there actually like yep. somehow you just have to work fighting her own female yeah. brain to find success. That's so <laughs> inspirational that you can just rise above the uh, circumstances above, of your gender. Rise above the fact that I was cursed with womanhood and still make great movies about men shooting each other. Yeah, I mean, really, that's the best thing that we women can hope for is to rise to the level of men. Exactly. And Never just rise claw above, our just way be there. Up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, just a little bit below. Like, maybe we win one Oscar for, like, a really good yeah. movie, whereas, like, a, there are dudes out there who have won multiple Oscars for, like, not as good movies. Well, they have like... Best Actor and Best Actress. Why don't they have Best Director and Best Directress? Yeah, you know what? That seems more yeah. fair. Exactly. It should it should be that way. So that all of the directress can start winning awards and making their ex-husbands suck on those awards. <laughs> well, uh who who do you, would you describe as like your biggest influences as a director? Um I was definitely a fan of like Francis Ford Coppola. It back in the seventies, he was making some amazing movies, and Martin Scorsese with Taxi Driver. Oh yeah, those are all Taxi classics. Driver is a classic movie, and those kind. Of, and then also, I did love, you know, those action movies that didn't get as much, uh, didn't get as many awards or anything, and they're kind of forgotten. But like The Towering Inferno is such a classic movie about a burning building. And O.J. Simpson's in there. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I didn't even know that such, movie existed. Yeah, just such fun movies. And then, like, the airline disaster movies. Just all kinds of movies where bad stuff happens. Just, like, explosions yeah, and shit. Yeah, explosions and action and... But, like, you are able to bring an emotional intelligence to those kinds of movies that, you know, haven't really been there before. Exactly. That's uh, one of the big things that I tried to do with Point Break. Point Break actually has characters that show their emotions, and it's about a bond between people that kind of transcends their jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, what exactly is Point Break? Point Break is about Johnny Utah. That's his name. Is that a real name, or is that no, a fake name? No, he's played by Keanu Reeves. Another, the nicest person. Is that a real name? Keanu Reeves is, yes, his real name. He's one of the nicest people people you'll ever meet. And, uh... It's about Keanu Reeves. He's a detective who transfers to Los Angeles. I thought it was about surfing. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Yeah, just give me time. (laughs) And he has to... And then there's these bank robbers. 
And then they realize that the bank robbers are surfers because of a clue that they left behind at the crime scene. So he decides that he's going to go undercover as a surfer and infiltrate this gang of surfers to eventually catch them. But he starts befriending the surfers and... And then it's realizes a that they aren't that bad. Yes, the oh conflict of interest. Gary Busey, it's a meatball sub. That's so good. Yeah, it's I a, need to see this movie. Oh, it's an excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. People, some people didn't like it. Keanu Reeves is a divisive actor, I will say. But again, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I I believe that mm-hmm. he seems like a. I got to work with dude. the the late great Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah, R.I.P., the mm-hmm. ghost man. Yeah, man, well, he's a ghost now, yes. <laughs> I wonder if he's friends with Michael Bay. Probably. Michael Bay probably thinks that they're ghosts. <laughs> um, so, I was just wondering, like, on Wikipedia, I don't see anything about, like, upcoming films. Are you uh, planning on getting into anything else soon, or? Um... Right now, I'm working on an adaptation of the story from Serial Season 2 about Bo Bergdahl. Oh, okay. I don't, another I don't soldier. listen to Serial. It was so. another movie about a soldier, which I guess is kind of my thing now. I, I'm really interested in the affairs of what goes on overseas and how America is interacting with the world. Yeah, that's very cool. It's like an intelligent thing to be yeah. into. And then also... I'm directing a lot of commercials for Pizza Hut. Oh. Just, like, out of pocket, too. I just kind of... Like, for, do it, f- for fun or do for it the free, art? Do it in my free time. They haven't seen them yet, but I'm just... Oh. I'm going to make a big compilation of Pizza Hut commercials. Um, a lot of them involve surfing on pizza slices. I've hired a lot... Uh, Keanu Reeves and I are working back together again. We're making commercials for Pizza Hut where he is surfing on a big slice of pizza. Um... Is this just because you really are a fan of the chain Pizza Hut? Um, yes, and a very big fan of pizza. It's probably my second favorite thing after directing movies. Oh. Well, I mean, who doesn't like pizza? It's Pizza's great. Very relatable. I'm a big fan of pizza. It probably goes directing, eating pizza, getting my exes to suck on my awards. You know, you should uh, you should put a scene where they all where like they eat pizza together in your new movie. Oh, I'm gonna try. That'd be. Fun. I really wanted to direct that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was Turtles. gonna say yeah, you should because uh, that is a very pizza centric movie. But, but probably you know you probably don't want to work with. Michael I don't want to work yeah, with Michael. That makes sense. I don't want to work with Mikey, as I like to call him. He gets <laughs> I, very angry. <laughs> that's funny. I would love to see you directing. You know, some more like fun mainstream some franchises movies. i yeah. would like to get in the franchise yeah again yeah, um, i really i really hope that you really push for that Captain yeah Marvel i did. want to do a live action version of the movie cars i think that would be very fun well isn't that kind of transformers no because they wouldn't transform they would just be talking cars but there are talking cars in transformers but they transform and I These, guess Cars is like a comedy movie. Yeah, it's going to be a very funny movie. I would really enjoy doing that. And also, I would like to do probably a live-action adaptation of Jimmy Neutron. You know what? I would be so on board with that. I really enjoyed Jimmy Neutron as a... Whenever I was in my... As a, as a 50-year-old? <laughs> whenever I was in my 50s. 
<laughs> I really enjoyed Jimmy Neutron. That movie was, it really inspired me. It was one of my main influences making the Hurt Locker because I was like, bombs is science. Yeah. Bombs are science, so why not, you know, make a movie about how people make bombs not explode? And I, the main character was, I think if you watch the Hurt Locker again, you will 100% see that Jeremy Renner's character is absolutely based on Jimmy Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. That is really... See, this is why we... This is the kind of stuff we wanted to get into when we had these... uh, When we came up with the idea to do these interviews Mm -hmm. is like, you know, these little insights that you wouldn't get. Because what else would Jimmy Neutron, a boy genius, do with his life afterwards besides support his country? Yeah, devote his life to to defusing bombs. Yeah. In other countries Mm -hmm. for the military. Exactly. And everyone knows there is nothing more noble than just joining the army and, and just defusing bombs, helping your country kill people. Exactly. Like, what, what else? What else is honorable to do? Like, if you got science, you might as well use it in the right way. Yeah, that's um. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. So, would you say like is that your one big like? fantasy project is the Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron, Neutron movie. Yeah, that's like yeah, the definitely. thing that you're uh, building to, you know, mm-hmm. like everything you've done so far is just getting the cred to yeah, make that Jimmy Neutron. Absolutely. Carl and Sheen, two of the funniest characters. Yeah, classic. Yep. Uh, do you have any casting ideas? Who would you cast? Uh, Jimmy and Sheen and Carl and Jimmy would the rest of them? Probably. The bitch and the weird parents. I would say Jimmy Neutron is definitely Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah, he's got the hair. He's got the hair. You wouldn't have to put a wig on him. Exactly. That's main reason, because the wigs are so expensive when you're yeah. making a movie. Um, I hear most of the Game of Thrones budget goes into the wigs for Cersei and Daenerys. That's what I've heard, too. Yeah, they cost so much money. Like, the CGI dragons, those are well, nothing you but can, the wigs. Oh, you give me... 10 hours and a paintbrush and I'll make some CGI dragons. Right, yeah, that's easy. Exactly, it's easy. Um, I would probably cast Josh Gad as Carl, the red-haired guy. Yeah, good choice. I mean, you can always dye Um, his hair, right? And Jerry Seinfeld as Sheen. You don't think he's too old for that? No. I mean, you know, he's got all the gravitas of Sheen. Age is just a number. Look at me. Yeah, I mean, I'm 64 years old and I could... Although, I mean, it could be argued that uh, Jerry has not aged quite as gracefully, but... I mean, CG, again. Yeah, I mean... As they, long as we don't have to put a wig on him... They did it we to can make uh, him Robert look Downey as... Jr. in exactly. the last yeah. Captain America movie. They as long as we don't have to put like a, a wig on him. like a very creepy 20-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Look just like Robert Downey Jr. from that era if he... <laughs> Was like a weird clay version of himself. <laughs> yeah, if he just had like a like a very smooth face, like just milk poured all over his face. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a very smooth face. Um, and I I don't know who else I would cast in that movie. There's so much. There's so we much. We got work the to mean do. blonde girl. The mean blonde girl. I forget her name. Libby was that her name, um, or was that her friend's name? I think that was her friend's name. I don't remember her name. Cynthia. Maybe. No. I don't know. I don't. We could debate him. this all day. We could honestly. I could talk Jimmy Neutron for days. <laughs> um, I'd probably cast Anne Dowd. I don't even know who that is. Oh yeah, she was um, she was in the uh, the leftovers. She played Patty, who's the leader of the 
Oh my god, you sound like my co-host Jeffrey right now. He never shuts up about that show. Told him I'm never going to watch it. She doesn't care. She's about 65 years old. Oh. You know, I think she'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? That's Uh, my favorite Pokemon. Why not? Why not? Is that a Pokemon? Yeah, that's definitely a Pokemon. You are very in touch with youth culture. I love. I am always like '90s slash 2000s youth culture. Mm-hmm. I'm always playing my 3ds, playing those new Pokemon games. I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> um, what else do I like? I skateboard. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I'm a big skateboarder. Do you surf? Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, I surf. <laughs> Of course I surf. It's me, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah, I made my You're too name. cool not to surf. Exactly. Exactly. Um So, I mean, I know like plenty of uh plenty of directors keep on directing until very late in their lives. I mean, Woody Allen's still going even though there are many reasons why he should Yeah, shouldn't. he should definitely not direct anymore. Um nope. so do you plan to just keep directing until you die or are you going to retire? I hope that I die behind the camera. But then how, like, when the movie's, like, almost finished, though, right? Yeah, so the movie's going to be, or, yeah. or maybe I... Not in the middle In the it. cutting room. Yeah. You know, whenever we're doing the editing. I mean, that would be the way to go, you know, die yep. doing what you love. That's exactly, that's the way dream. I want to do it. I'm, I love, I love directing. It's my one, my one passion in life besides pizza and shoving things in my ex's, uh, holes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly mouth. Yeah, well, mouth. I'm not gonna put an Oscar anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, then you'd have to. You'd yeah, have to I mean, I did Oscar disinfect now. it, obviously, because oh yeah, it's James Cameron's mouth. He has a gross mouth, very gross mouth. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. He always also for the past few times that I've seen him, his tongue has been very blue, like he's eaten a bunch of blue Jolly Ranchers, which is all right. That's fine. You can eat as many blue Jolly Ranchers, but. He's been working on Avatar 2 mm-hmm. and having a blue tongue, oh, like getting yeah. off a set and seeing a, having a blue tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yep. Yeah, definitely thought of, Don't definitely thought know. of weird things, you know. He always did try and paint me blue. Ah. Uh, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. And all, ew, okay. Ugh, man, disgusting, aren't they? Disgusting. Alright, so uh, I have one final question for you. Absolutely. And that was like, okay, so you're directing a movie, and you want to form your dream team of, like, producer, writer, star. Who are you going to pick? Ooh. Producer is probably, uh... Melanie DeLaurentis, I think that's her name. She owns the rights to the... Um, Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> no, she doesn't own the rights to Jimmy Neutron. She owns the Hannibal franchise, and oh. she's she's been working as a, high, a high-paid a high producer, making tons and tons of movies for a long time. She's a really, really great creative, creator. That's nice. a sincere answer. And also Nickelodeon. I want them to produce it <laughs> because it's Jimmy Neutron. Right, of course. Yes. Um... Who else? Who would I have write it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, would you trust anyone other than yourself? Yeah, I think I would make the script myself. Maybe I'd hire hire some young talent to help me flesh out the characters. And yeah, get young connected. female talent. Of course. Do you want to work on Jimmy Neutron with me? Hell yeah! 
You're going to help write this uh, Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Do I get a credit for it? Hell yes. Oh my God. This is so exciting. I'm yeah. finally about to break into the film industry. Like writing Jimmy Neutron directed I'll by Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> yeah. That's like, honestly, that's like a dream project. It's I could kill that. Hell yeah. Wow. I mean, thank you so much. I'm so glad. See, I'm so glad that this happened. This was a much better interview. Thank you. I'm glad. Um. So while you have this, uh, this platform to reach to the world directly, is there anything that you want the people to know about yourself or your work? Um, not really anything. I mean, I'm mostly a... I'm, I keep private on a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Yeah, of course, you don't have to disclose anything that you yeah, don't want to. I just wanted to um, open up the opportunity. Hey, start a Twitter petition, Catherine Bigelow for Jimmy Neutron. Hey, I'll do that. Also for Captain Marvel. Catherine Bigelow for Captain Marvel and Jimmy Neutron. I could direct those two back to back. I would absolutely be willing to do that. Great, and and I hope that you do. Um, so. I guess that's it for our interview. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shleechup. You can follow my co-host at Jeffrey Parties. And you can rate and review the show on iTunes, but only if you want to give it a good rating and say nice things. Uh, Ms. Bigelow, is there anything that you want to plug right now? Any social media or any upcoming projects? Hey, just keep an eye out. I'm going to be... I promise you I did not direct my last movie yet. So... Keep an eye out. Something's going to be coming out. All right. Well, thank you for your time. And thank you. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you again next week with some more deep thoughts from prominent directors. (laughs)